You don't want to be the biggest secret in your industry, right? You, you want, these are free platforms that enable a certain amount of visibility. Uh, so put up the quotes, put up the posts, put up the, the Q&A, uh, the videos, the reels, the podcasts, all of that is available to everyone equally. It's a level playing field today. Uh, you have a voice, you have a story, and that deserves to be heard. Your career is like a living, breathing organism. And building great careers requires nurturing them with strategic guidance. Hi, my name is Savan Kapoor, and I'm India's leading career coach, also known as the Career Guy. Welcome to the Career Headquarters. comprehensive career podcast on the internet where I will bring you groundbreaking insights on everything career related. Whether you are seeking a career abroad or wanting to switch industries, whether you are entry level or a mid-career professional or a senior leader, I have seen it all. As an award-winning CEO of one of the largest and most profitable beverage alcohol companies, my career spanned three continents, multiple industries and provided me with an accelerated roadmap to the very top. So if you want to build an exceptional career and 3x your paycheck, this podcast is for you. Welcome to today's episode of Career Headquarters, the most comprehensive career podcast. Hi, Savan. How are you? I'm doing very well, Deepa. How are you? I'm good as well. We have a very interesting topic today, and that is career success and what it has to do with your professional brand. Hmm. So the most basic question to start with, uh, how does building one's brand help them with their career? Uh, I think the first thing to understand is what is a brand? Hmm. And, uh, you know, a, a brand is basically a feeling you have about something. So as a customer, you have a certain feeling about a product or a service. So if I say the name Nike, right, uh, it conjures up a, a certain, it brings up a certain feeling. Or if I take the name Kellogg's, right, it brings up a feeling. Or if I say the name Rolex, right, it brings up a feeling. So uh, a, a brand is uh, a feeling that a customer has about a particular product or service and brands make a promise to their customers so uh, the term that needs to be understood here is the term brand promise right now think of your brand promise as a triangle right so if you look at a brand like um, let's say indigo airlines right what is the promise that a brand like indigo makes to its customers so the, the promise that a brand like Indigo makes is low fares, right? They'll be competitive as far as the pricing is concerned. Um, there will be lots of flights. So they fly to many, many different destinations. There's a lot of sectors that they cater to uh, and that the service will be very timely. So think of this as the three vortices, the three corners of the triangle, low fares, uh, lots of flights and timely service, right? Now, this is what people experience as a customer of Indigo, but everything that goes on behind the scenes to enable this is what brings that brand promise to life. So how do they keep fares low? If you notice, they have the same plane throughout their fleet, right? So parts become the same, maintenance becomes the same, the engineering, the pilot training, everything is standardized, right? 
uh, and that's one way of keeping costs in control. Uh, how do they enable lots of flights? Um, you know, they, they look at sectors by volume, right? So they go after the most premium sectors where they can achieve the most significant volume and they offer heavy traffic between those sectors. So if you take any of the major cities in India like Delhi, Mumbai or, you know, uh, Delhi, Bangalore or um, Bangalore, Calcutta, if you look at any of these, these major sectors, you will find that there are multiple flights in a day, right? So um, it, it, the fleet is matched to the sectors that they fly. So that's how they enable, you know, uh, uh, the, the, this high frequency um, service. And uh, timely service means there are dedicated gates and terminals for them at every airport, right? And there is a training process that is in play. They offer a service called um, Fast Forward, okay. uh, which enables you to board quicker. That's part of making their, you know, uh, bringing their brand promise to life. Also, if you notice that they are not in the primary terminal at more, most airports, they are in the secondary terminal because it's lesser crowded. So if you fly to Delhi, they're flying to terminal two, not to T3. So that's just an example of how, you know, at a lesser crowded terminal, it's easier to board, it's easier to disembark. So, you know, they're able to maintain, there are fewer aircrafts landing and taking off. So it's easier to maintain your, your timing. So these are some of the things that they do behind the scenes to bring their brand promise to life. Um, similarly, you know, I had a brand promise in, in the corporate world. So in, in, in the corporate world, I was a leader in the wine business. My goal was to create solutions, to take complex things and make them simple. And as I went from the corporate world to, you know, come into the coaching and training industry, I can tell you again, that brand promise changed. So now my brand promise is that I'm an impactful teacher. And I focus on the results that my students achieve. Um, and I'm able to enable that through a system that is easy to adopt, easy to use, a practical plan of taking them forward in, in their career aspirations. So um, this is what I would, you know, say. Similarly, if you look at um, any public figure, you look at Mahatma Gandhi, there is a brand, right? A man who helped our country achieve independence in a non-violent way and preached equality for all. Uh, you look at the Dalai Lama, again, there is a brand at play there, you know, it's, it's peace, love and freedom. Uh, you look at Barack Obama, there is a brand at play, it's hope, change and the political will, the willpower to, to get things done. So, um, building a brand is essential to success because that is how you are perceived, your value is perceived in the world today. All right. Uh, so you've explained what a brand is and how it helps with one's career. Hmm. Um, so how can one start this process of building their brand? Right. I think the, the earlier question you had asked is what is the advantage to it as well? See, the advantage it is how it differentiates you and how it positions you for, um, you know, advantageously in, in a particular market. So that's that's what has to be kept in mind, the end goal of how to position yourself so that you maximize opportunities coming your way. You're winning in the competitive set. So if you're an IT professional, um, you know, you have a personal brand and that personal brand will dictate how many customers, that is how many companies will want you, right? So you have to position yourself advantageously there. Um, how to bring it to life? Um, so you have to articulate your own brand promise. 
that would be where I would start. So what's your lead promise? What is the secondary promise? The third promise? The three corners of the triangle? You have to fill that out. And what do you want your brand to represent? And I can tell you today, building a personal brand is easier than ever because of the way technology and social media connects the world. So if you look at a professional platform like LinkedIn, have a complete profile, have a professionally taken photograph, right? Um, share uh, that profile with, with recruiters. You look at Facebook, you look at Instagram, uh, you look at Twitter. These are all opportunities to enhance your brand, to build and enhance your brand. Um, if you do not participate in social media, then maybe it's the time. You don't want to be the biggest secret in your industry, right? You, you want, th these are free platforms that enable a certain amount of visibility. Uh, so put up the quotes, put up the posts, put up the, the Q&A, uh, the videos, the reels, the podcasts, all of that is available to everyone equally. It's a level playing field today. Uh, you have a voice, you have a story, and that deserves to be heard. Um, so the market will determine does it accept it or not and if the market doesn't accept it then you know it, it will probably not happen that your content will you know it'll be just one more voice hmm. right so you have to have uh, something to say that is meaningful because this fight for an individual's share of mind has become much more intensified there are so many thoughts and so many voices out there if what you have to say is not meaningful you'll just be lost in the sea of voices. Um, but the advantage of building your, your professional brand is that it pays compound dividends over time. Um, so I think there is great advantage. And if you start thinking about how to tackle the world of digital marketing and social media, I think there is great benefit there, especially for professionals who want to play a game to the very top. So. All right. Uh, what can hurt one's professional brand? Hmm. <laughs> so, so if you have a brand promise that does not deliver, right? That's a definite chink in your armor, hmm. right? So if Nike, the shoes fall apart within the first month of buying them. Uh, so brand promise not delivered. Um, marketing yourself has to be done on the basis of performance and results. So a brand and a product cannot be misaligned. Okay. okay, so the brand is what customers feel. The product is what you deliver, right? Or the service is what you deliver. It has to be genuine. It has to be congruent. It has to be authentic. It has to be very sincere and very real, right? So if these things are not in place, it will hurt your personal brand. Um, a brand has to be relevant. So for example, uh, the, the DOS operating, the disk operating system was a great operating system. But the world has moved on since then, right? Graphic user interfaces came up, Windows came up, uh, you know, the Mac OS came up, uh, you know, there were the, the Linux came up. There were so many other operating systems that came up and uh, the world moved on. So you have to offer a product or a service that the market will accept, that that is relevant for today's day and age because there's a lot of noise out there. Not everybody has the substance and the meaning. Uh, therefore, you know, brands that have that original value and that can continue to evolve as per the need of the market, uh, those are the ones that will survive. Those are the ones that will scale and grow. 
um, another thing you have to be careful of is positioning yourself appropriately as I was talking about earlier because a lot of people can land up diluting the equity in their brand. So a brand cannot be everything to everyone. If you try to be everything to everyone, you will land up becoming nothing to no one, right? So Kellogg's is great as breakfast cereal. But if they start creating products in the dairy segment, right, then they are diluting that brand equity, right? So it's not that they cannot have aspirations to enter a different part of the food industry, but it has to be done logically and thoughtfully, uh, maybe through sub-brands or, you know, in, in, in another way that customers will value and be willing to pay for. Um, so a lot of people try to do everything and that, and, 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 you know, they're trying to be fast in every direction. Um, they land up not making a lot of progress because of that approach. Um, the last thing I would say here is uh, a brand has to build engagement, right? There has to be clear calls to action. There has to be that tribe that you're catering to, understanding the pain points of that tribe and understanding what the sincere solutions are to those pain points and being able to deliver them. So if you're, if you're able to do that, your brand will thrive. But if you're not able to do that, it will hurt the equity, it will hurt the positioning of the brand. And you have to know what market you're playing to. Are you playing to the luxury market? Are you playing to the value market? Are you playing to the middle market? Uh, the more tightly you can define the standards, the more tightly you can define the parameters and the boundaries around the brand, the more focused the brand is, the easier the brand is to connect with and to understand. All right. Um, you spoke about brand promise before. Hmm. Is this the same as brand position? And also, what significance does this have for working professionals? <coughs> so, there is a slight difference between these two terms. Brand promise is the value a brand will bring to its customers for solving their problem for a particular price that they are willing to pay. Brand positioning is where within the market does it actually play. So if you look at automobiles, right? You look at uh, uh, Rolls Royce or Bentley, they are beyond super premium, hmm. right? Hmm. They, are, they are hyper premium luxury vehicles. You look at Audi, Mercedes, BMW, they are big competitors to one another. They are the, the luxury or the premium segment. Um, you look at the middle segment, which may be uh, a Mahindra, uh, you know, XUV 700 or 500 or Toyota or Toyota Fortuner or even a Hyundai Creta. They would be in the middle segment. And then there would probably be a bottom segment with a, a Kia Seltos, a, a Vitara Brezza, uh, maybe, uh, you know, a Tata Punch, uh, vehicles of, of, of that nature. So uh, where in the market you are positioned will determine the pricing, will determine the service package, the features, the benefits, right? So there is a slight difference between these two terms. Uh, each of these brands, regardless of them being a entry-level brand or a mid-level brand or a luxury brand, they make a brand promise. They all do. Uh, the promise is more elaborate, more luxurious, more extraordinary for the higher brands. So this is the difference between, between the two terms. Um, the idea here is that you have to be able to solve the need in a better, faster, 
cheaper, more efficient, more reliable manner for that particular segment. Because these customers are going to be very different. The customer that is buying uh, uh, a Kia Seltos is very different from a customer looking at BMWs, right? Um, so this is what has to be understood. Um, and you know, the manner in which it applies to um, working professionals is if you look at entry level roles, these are people who are yet showing their ability to take initiative, they are learning, they want to receive mentorship, right? Um, a lot of people in school and college are starting are starting to merchandise themselves on a platform like a LinkedIn or an Instagram and to build a following um, where they put up their story, their struggle, you know, to uh, invite uh, that empathy, that shared experience so that they create a network, they start, because these are things that will pay off in time. Hmm. So this is how it applies to, to entry level folks. Uh, Mid-career professionals, they are growing their their subject matter expertise, uh, their experience, their people skills uh, are are, grow are growing. They are showcasing that development. Um, they may be contributing and writing articles uh, where you know they are they are adding value to the industry. Uh, and then senior professionals are positioning themselves in a manner where they are the ones offering mentorship. They are at the cutting edge of of leading research in that in that field or that sector or that area, and uh, you know they also have the greater ability to invest in social media. Uh, mm. So you know if you look at Ratan Tata, Mukesh Ambani, uh, you look at some of the business leaders in our country, Narayan Murthy. These are all very powerfully uh, merchandised brands on on social media. Um, so they've created a reach, they've created a network, they've created a certain image and a certain you know uh, public persona and these things are important because they're all people who are role models you know people look up to these individuals and they learn from these individuals uh, they've done some extraordinary things in their lives um, so this is how it would apply to the different segments within within the, the the job market and the employee the workforce population all right um you were talking about the important role that social media plays hmm. in building one's professional brand so what is the best way to leverage social media? The best way to leverage social media is to understand what works on what platform. Uh, so if you look at a platform like Instagram, you know, it's much more real oriented. The algorithms behind are much more real oriented. It's quick consumption of video content, right? Uh, if you look at a platform like LinkedIn, people spend a little longer on that platform reading. Right? So it's a little more article prone. Now, it's not that videos will not work on LinkedIn, but people tend to go deeper on that yes. platform. Right? Uh, you look at a platform like Facebook or you look at a platform like Clubhouse, which is all audio that we were doing heavily in the middle. You know, it was a great uh, area where it, it was like you know, your own radio station. Right? So you have to understand what works on, on what platform and then be able to have some original thing to say. Right? If you're just going to repeat what everybody else is saying, you're going to be one more sheep in the flock. Right? So you have to have an understanding of who you are before you can leverage social media. But I would say leveraging social media, uh, you know, there are so many agencies and, and marketing courses and knowledge out there. If you start figuring this out on your own, um, you know, it won't be very long before you have made a little bit of a mark. Right. 
Um, so I, I, I think those are some things to keep in mind as you begin playing this game and begin leveraging social media because it crea creates tremendous engagement. I can tell you a couple, three days back was my, my birthday and I think 5,000 plus people have wished me. So th that never used to happen growing up. You know, I, I, I didn't know 5,000 people. So, you know, it's just been, you cross a certain tipping point and then it just catches fire. Right. Uh, and there is no limitation. Anybody can do this. If you have something of value to give, absolutely, the world will be happy to accept it. Uh, you have to understand what content will go viral, right? What content has the chance to spread? So things that make us look good is what people share. So if you have an opportunity to meet a celebrity, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're going to share that on your family WhatsApp group. You're going to put it up on your social media post because, you know, that association is what makes you look good. So uh, we, we share that, that social proof. Um, another thing is things that add value. So I remember this individual had made this video in how to cook a cob of corn you know, in four minutes in a microwave where you can cook the corn and then it removes the, the, the leaves and the silk because that silk is a little hard to get rid of. So this old man, I must have been 80 plus, he made a little video and he actually made it for his daughter-in-law. And in the first week, that video had 8 million views. Hmm. It was a three-minute video, like a two-minute video, something like that. Very short video. But it offered such practical value that, you know, people watched it. So things that offer that practical value, they get shared. You also have to understand environmental triggers. So uh, when does breakfast cereal get looked at? More in the morning than in the evening. A few years ago, there was uh, this song that this girl came out with called Friday. Hmm. Rebecca Black, right? And it was called the worst song of all times. She got a tremendous amount of publicity for that effort. And every Friday, you know, the downloads for that songs and the views for that song would peak. Mm. So again, it's an environmental trigger. So if you look at a brand like KitKat, you know, they really designed it into their ad campaign. Have a break, have a KitKat. So they associated KitKat with a break, right? You take multiple breaks in a day. Their sales went through the roof when this ad advertising campaign really rolled out. Um, you have to be good at storytelling because information will travel under the guise of stories, right? Uh, so if you look at uh, the Ramayana or the Mahabharata or, you know, any of these epics, Panchatantra tales, this is all moral lessons. This is all, you know, information traveling under the guise of stories. Yes. So these are some of the things that you have to keep in mind in how content comes to life. Right? And that's what can, what can go viral. So this is the way to design your social media strategy and your, and your brand to take advantage of these amazing free resources, resources that are available to anyone who has an internet connection. So. All right. Uh, I have a fun bonus question for you. Mm. What is your uh, favorite social media platform and why? Well, being a career coach, I mean, naturally, I love LinkedIn. Uh, I think... Uh, much more professional, um, uh, very much to the point. Uh, I, I, I see that um, it's a platform where you really have to earn your right. So I always thought this way that one LinkedIn like 
is equal to 20 Facebook likes, right? Because uh, it, it's it, only if it truly serves someone will you will you get that response. Um, I I I love the platform also because it enables so much networking and so much in terms of opportunities for working professionals. Um, so naturally, I'm slightly biased and slightly more aligned with LinkedIn than the others. But I've started to enjoy Insta as well. Mm. You know, quick, great impressions. I see a lot of brands that I follow, uh, you know, do a wonderful job, yes. uh, design and architecture and, you know, home goods and things like that that, that that are of interest to me. I see, you know, people leveraging that Instagram for themselves, um, or, you know, for those product categories really well. Uh, I was really enjoying Clubhouse, but then there are also limitations to to that. Um, so, I mean, there is so many choices today, but if I had to pick one, it would be LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. All right. So, I think we addressed a very current, relevant, and a very happening topic today. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you in the next one. See you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Career Headquarters the most comprehensive career podcast dedicated to building exceptional careers. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this with someone you think would benefit from the ideas and the insights shared on this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, Overcast, Castro or Breaker. If you want to learn more about building an extraordinary career for yourself, I invite you to come attend my free Power Up Your Career live workshop. In this workshop, I will teach you the step-by-step -step process of landing your dream job in less than 90 days. The link to register is in the description below and I will see you live at the workshop.